this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Well, last week I stood up here, uh, and babe, if I could get help with the, with the clock, all right. Uh, last week I stood up here and I spoke about the five redemptives names of God, all right, and I, sh- I shared a little bit of, of, of what goes on, you know, with these names, and if you weren't able to listen to the teaching, I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and do that, all right, it's, uh, you could go and see it in YouTube, you could listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, I mean, there's so many ways now, Google Play, that you can listen to these uh, messages that we're sharing, you know, subscribe to the channels, and all that, and I know that last week's teaching was very powerful, okay? We talked, and I just quick uh, overview, we mentioned five names of God, okay? We mentioned Jehovah Tiskanu, which means the Lord, our righteousness. It means that He forgives all our iniquities. He is our righteousness. We spoke about Jehovah Rapha, which is the Lord, our healer, all right? God is our healer, all right? He heals all our diseases, amen? I spoke about Jehovah Nisi, which means he's our banner. He's our standard, okay? He redeems our life from destruction, all right? Uh, I spoke about Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. The Lord is present. You're never alone because Jehovah Shammah is there with us. And then we closed off by speaking about Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord, our provider. He provides, all right? Even in the small things, it says he satisfies us with good things, all right? Now, of all the names of God, all right, and I have a book at home that mentions the names of God. And uh, in that book, it mentions 21 different names and functions that are tied into those names, all right? Uh, There is one name, all right, and it's the title of today's message, actually, the most beautiful name of all. The most beautiful name of all. You know what it is? Father. Father. Okay, we could look at God and call him our father. Okay, our Abba. That's the way that Jesus would call him. You see, it's a, it's a, a word of intimacy, of, 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 of tenderness that you go to him as your father. And, and I think it's perfect today that we get to speak about this on Father's Day. Now, when we listen to that word father. I know that there could be a lot of mixed emotions, all right? I know that a lot of thoughts could come into our heads because when we hear the word Father, well, who do you think of? Well, you think of God the Father, but you also think of your earthly father, you know? You think of the dad that you had, you know, here on earth. And all of us in this room have had different experiences with our father. I remember Father's Day 2015, that was the worst Father's Day for me. 2015's Father's Day was the worst Father's Day that I've ever had. I I remember that, you know, we were here in church and we celebrated Father's Day. And, you know, after the service, we went over uh, to my brother-in-law's house. And there was a big Father's Day luncheon. And I just wanted to be by myself. There was this sadness and this heaviness inside of me that I didn't know what it was. I couldn't point my finger to it. And I told my wife, you know what, I'm stepping out and I'm just going to go for a walk. I need to go for a walk. Because I need to... 
you know, this is like in Star Wars. I need to search my feelings, you know. I need to, you know, search your feelings, Luke. You know, like Darth Vader. I needed to search my feelings and see what was going on. And when I was out there walking, it was, I came to the realization that it was the first Father's Day that I was here without my earthly dad. He had passed away in December 2014. And, and for me, that day became very heavy, very difficult to deal with. Now, as the years have gone by, you know, God has worked in my heart, and now I look at Father's Day, and I celebrate it, and, and it's all good. But that year, it, it, there was something about it, all right? And I know that there's people here that, you know, maybe you grew up with your dad. He was around, you know, and, and, and uh, you had a great relationship with him. I want to tell you something. That's an amazing blessing. Because not everybody gets that blessing, all right? Not everybody gets the blessing of growing up with dad at home, all right? Many people in this room never had their dad around. You know, dad left. You know, maybe you never even got to meet your dad. I know people that have only spoken to their father by the phone because he's never been there, you know? And you come around to Father's Day, and in reality, it's like if it was any other day. Why? Because there's really nothing to celebrate if he hasn't been there. You know, maybe you recently lost your father. Maybe you're in the condition that I was in in 2015. You just had the loss of your dad, and, and you're going through that pain and, and that mourning, you know. And, and I know people that have had abusive fathers. You know, I've had people that, that have told me, Pastor, if this is what's to have a dad, man, I wish I wouldn't have had any. I've dealt with that kind of stuff too. And, and, and Daddy God needs to bring healing to the hearts of people that, that find themselves in, in, in that condition. What, whatever your situation is today as, as you listen to this message, the name Father, okay, brings out a lot of emotions, feelings, thoughts. You know that the same thing happened in the time of Jesus? You know that in the time, in the time of Jesus, and I just want to share a little bit maybe of that Jewish culture, all right? Uh, because the Jewish culture was heavenly, heavily, heavily immersed, all right, uh, in the role of the Father, okay? The role that the Father played at the home, the role that the Father played in society, that was, you know, heavily in, in that culture. And, and when Jesus came here to earth, he did something that had never been done before. You see, because Jesus took the name of God and all these wonderful names that I've talked about and Pastor Max and Pastor Hema taught about, you know, he took all these names and he said, you know what? I'm going to refer to God as Father. I'm going to refer to God as Father. And he brought that relationship with God to the most personal level that I could get. Abba. Okay, the Greek word, Father. And Jesus would say, my Father. And then when he was teaching us to pray, he said, our Father. And then after he died and resurrected and he sent the Holy Spirit, he said, now it's your Father. Isn't it amazing? He, he says, you know what? Now is not only mine. Now is our Father and is your Father. You see, Jesus came to earth, okay, for many reasons. For, for example, Jesus came to pay for our sins, to die on the cross. 
Jesus came to bring the, the kingdom of heaven back to earth. But Jesus also came, okay, to make us sons and daughters of God so that we can know him. Say that word with me, know him. Can you say that? That we can know him. God wants to be known by us. That we can know him as father. That we can know him as father. And I have some great news for everybody in this room. I have some great news for all you guys that are, that are watching this morning. There's a father that is desperately looking and seeking for his children. There's a father that is, you know, he, he's thinking constantly. You, you are constantly on his mind. His, his children are constantly uh, on his mind. And, and those that are lost that don't know him yet. And, and if you're watching today or, or you're here, I want to tell you that he wants to encounter you. He wants to encounter you right there where you're at. And you might be at a broken place right now or you might be at a great place right now. Whatever it is, he wants to encounter you there. He's looking for you. I, I, I want us to go to Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. Just a couple of verses we're going to look here. Matthew eleven twenty-seven, And then we're going to look at John 14, 6. Uh, just talking about how Jesus came, okay, to connect us to, to God as Father. All right? And in Matthew eleven twenty-seven, 27, it says this. Jesus speaking, he says, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father. And no one truly knows the father except the son. And those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. So what this scripture is saying is that Jesus came to do what? He came to reveal the father to us. He chose to reveal the Father to us. And now there's a deeper revelation in that. Only the sons could reveal the Father. So it's important that we walk as sons and daughters of God because we're the only ones that could represent him here on earth. Let's represent him well so that people could encounter him. You know, uh, in John 14, 6, Jesus put it like this. And this is a scripture we probably all know. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is talking about, you know what? I am the way to the Father. I'm the one that reveals the Father. But the Father is looking for you. The Father is looking for you. Now, the question is, okay, what happens when I come to the Father? What do I receive from him? What happens when I come to him? What do I receive from him? All the other names of God are attached, okay, guys, to certain benefits, okay? Does the name of Father, okay, also bring blessing to my life when I see God as my Father? Well, I want to say it like this, okay? The greatest blessing, the greatest blessing comes from knowing God as your Father. That's the greatest blessing that you and I could have. You know, this morning as worship was going on, what a beautiful song. The one that we were singing now at the end. Man, I could just stay there just sing Jesus. So beautiful. And as I was there, I was worshiping and I just had tears coming down my eyes because I'm like, God, you're here in this place. And I was telling her, I wish you a happy Father's Day today. I thank you for being the most amazing dad. 
for taking care of me, for blessing me, for always being there for me. And I was giving him those kind of words today. And I don't know what condition you might find yourselves in, but I want to tell you something. When we walk into this place or you connect online, let me tell you, God is here. Our Father's here. And when he's here, all types of things could happen. All kinds of crazy good things could happen on your behalf because God desires to bless you. God desires to encounter you. So what happens? What's tied into the name Father? Okay, today I want to share with you guys, and we're going to learn, okay, four blessings. Four blessings we all receive from God when he becomes our Father. Okay, and I'm just going to mention four. There's a bunch of them, all right, but I'm going to stick to four of them, all right. Four blessings that we receive from God when he becomes our father, okay. When God becomes our father, we receive the blessing, number one, the blessing of his presence. The blessing of his presence. The blessing of his presence. I want you to hear this, okay. A true father is not absentee but present, okay? And our God, the Father, he's a present Father. He's a God that is there with us, okay? The importance of knowing that he's present, okay? Wherever you go, okay? I want to tell it to you like this. You're never alone. I want that to sink into your heart right now. No matter how dark the night might seem, okay, you're never there alone. He's present. He's there. You know, in my house, uh, my room and my wife's is on one side of the house, and my boy's room is on the other side of the house. And, and sometimes in the dark, I, I, I need to go, you know, to do something. And, you know, I know people that just walk around and they pop up all the lights and everything. Uh, I have no problem walking in the darkness. I know my way. You know, it's like an arrow. You know what I'm saying? I know which way to go. And as I'm walking, this is a constant thought that happens to me when I'm walking in a place that is pitch black. I'm in a place that is pitch black, and I'm like, I'm not alone. You're here with me. You're walking here with me beside me right now. It could be in the middle of the night walking to the kids' room, and that's the first thought that comes to my head. I'm not alone. It's dark. I don't see anything, but you're here. And that could be the condition that you find yourself. You know what? You might be surrounded by darkness. You might be surrounded by pain, by anguish, by different things. God is present. His presence is there with you. The blessing of his presence with you. Wherever you go, at every moment, in every situation, in every meeting. Maybe, you know, dad was never there and you have an important meeting. He's there with you. Sitting in that chair next to you. Maybe standing there, but he's there. He's present. John 14, 23. This scripture, this is a, a scripture that when this scripture became life to me, I treasured it so much. Listen to, to what the scripture says. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them. Pay attention. And we will come and make our home with each of them. Wow. When, when I first read that scripture that it became life, I told the Lord, Lord, you want to live with me? You, you want to make your home with me? The, 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 the original word, abode, home. He wants to make his dwelling with you. 
God wants to make his dwelling with you. He wants to make his home with you. That means that his presence is going to be with you always. And that's so beautiful. That's so amazing. Now, one of my favorite portions of Scripture is this conversation that, that Moses is having with God. And it's found in Exodus. And we're going to visit that in a second. And, you know, Moses has led the people out of Egypt, and they've gone through the desert, and they crossed the Red Sea. And there comes this moment, you know, where Moses and God are having this conversation. And, and I love the scripture because it says that God would speak to Moses as a man speaks to his friend face to face. you imagine that? You know, that you would call God a friend because he's there so close. And in Exodus 33, okay, Starting in verse 12, I want you guys to look at this conversation between Moses and God, okay? We're talking about the blessing of his presence, okay, when he becomes our father. Look at Exodus 33, verse 12. One day, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably up upon you. And if that's true, that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so that I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. So Moses is having this conversation with God and saying, listen, you're taking me to the promised land. You know, I know that I have your favor and, and, and all these things. But listen to what the Lord answers. All right. And the Lord replied, I will personally. Man, if you have your Bible, underline that word or highlight that part. Or, I will personally go with you. I want you to take hold of that scripture today. I want you to embrace that scripture. I'm not sending an angel, okay? You know, I have Michael, I have all these other angels. You know, they go with you because the Bible says that we all have an angel assigned to us. You have angelic assignment to your life. But God says, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest, okay? His presence gives us rest. Everything will be fine for you. How about you receive that in your spirit today. Everything's going to be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us. You see, Moses is having this argument here, which is funny. God is telling him, hey, I'm going to go with you. And Moses is like, no, if you don't go. Hold on a second, Moses. Didn't he just hear what he just told you? He just said he's going to go with you. Why are you still arguing? And the thing is, listen to this, that Moses grew up without his father. And when you usually grow up without a father, even though you might hear the father telling you, I'm there with you, you still have arguments in here. Why is Moses arguing when God is telling him, I'm going to be with you? And Moses is saying, and if you're not with me, I'm like, what? <laughs> What's up with you, Moses? What's going on with you? Listen to what he says. And if you don't personally go with us, God just told him, I'm personally going with you. And Moses said, and if you personally don't go with us, he hears things backwards. <laughs> and a lot of times we're like that. God is telling us something and we hear the opposite. Come on. And God wants to deal with us in that issue today. Okay. On this June 20th, 2021, Father's Day, he wants to deal that when he speaks to you, he says, hey, I'm with you, you would hear, hey, I'm with you. 
And if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, all right, and on your people? If you don't go with us, he goes back to the same thing. He said it like three times. For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the other people on the earth. So what does God's presence do? It sets us apart. Have you ever had people look upon you and say, what's different with you? It's God's presence. It sets you apart. Maybe you're like, oh man, I don't want to stand out. I'm sorry. God decided to bless you with his presence. Isn't that an amazing problem, Larry, to have? The problem of being blessed with God's presence upon our lives. What are we going to do with that? It's amazing. You embrace it. And you tell him, thank you, Daddy God. So listen. Then the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you've asked. For I look favorably on you. And I know you by name. Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. Show me your presence. Show me your glory. And the Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will call out my name, Yahweh or Jehovah, before you. And I will show mercy to anyone I choose and show compassion to anyone that I choose. When the Lord said, I will let my presence go in front of you. You're gonna, I'm going to let it pass. I'm going to let my glory pass before you. Look at the way that the Lord said, he goes, I will make my goodness pass before you. When God's presence is with us, it's the goodness of God. I want you to understand that. I want that to sink in. The goodness of God is present with you always. God's goodness, his goodness. He doesn't intend evil for you. He doesn't intend to hurt you, to wound you. His goodness is there with you, always. The second blessing that we receive from God, our Father, when we receive Him, when He becomes our Father, the second blessing, write this down, the blessing of unconditional access. Okay? Unconditional access. Write that down. Okay? Unconditional access. A true father, okay, our heavenly father, always will allow you to come to him. A true father always allows you to come to him. Always allows you to come to him. I remember growing up as a little kid, being my, my kid's age and, and even younger. I always remember having access to my father, to my dad, my earthly dad. I, I, I always remember, it, it's funny because even at night, he would always sleep with the door open. I, I, I would grow up as a kid, and I would go and close the door to my room. I, I sort of like liked that private. My dad, he had the door open. And the funny thing is he had a radio next to him. He would sleep with the radio on. You know, he would have the radio with news about Cuba. You imagine that? The news of everything that's happening at Radio Mambi on 24-7, you know. Sometimes Tres Patine would come on, you know. And that's another story. You guys don't know what that is, but it's like a comedy show, you know. And he would listen to that. And you know what was cool? That no matter if I felt bad, you know, as a little kid, sometimes you have pain. You know, you're growing up. You're having the growing pain. My legs would grow at night, you know, hurt at night. And man, my legs are sometimes had. I would open the door to my room, and I would see my dad's door open. Three in the morning, four in the morning. What did that tell me? It's inviting. You could come in. 
And I would go into my dad. The funny thing is that when stuff would happen, I wouldn't go to my mom. I would go to my dad. I would tell my dad, hey, my legs are hurting. This has happened. And my dad would wake up my mom. Hey, se siente mal. He, be, he, he doesn't feel good. You know, he would hear the complaint and then tell my mom to go and take care of it, you know. Like a good Cuban dad. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but he would hear me. <laughs> he wouldn't kick me out. And, and guys, I, I want you to see this. With God, it's the same thing. You have an open door policy. Okay, with God, you have an open door policy. You could approach him. Okay, and the door is going to be open. Have you ever had unconditional access to, like, let's say, like, maybe like a VIP room? You know, uh, unconditional access maybe to, like, a very secure place. Maybe they give you, like, a little badge, you know, and you put it around your neck. And, and you know, nobody could go there, but they see your badge and, like, okay, you could come in. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, preferred parking at a place. I remember a time that, you know, somebody took me to a heat game and they had gotten the parking inside and everything. And I was like, what in the world is this? Well, one time we went to a Marlins game like that. You know, I was like, man, this is nice. You know, you show your ticket. They like, hey, you want to come into the locker room, you know, and get next to like, it's like amazing to have that sort of access. Well, let me tell you something. That's the access that you and I have to our Heavenly Father. It's like, like a VIP access. Actually, look how the Bible says in Hebrew chapter 4, verse 16. All right? So let us come boldly. That's a very important word there. Let us come boldly, confidently. Let us come with confidence. Okay? To the throne of our gracious God. What it's saying is there's an open door policy where you could come to God. There's access to him. All right? I don't know if your father earthly father gave you that kind of access and you could come to him at any time but our your heavenly father okay it says to come boldly come confidently before his throne and there we will receive a mercy okay very important and we will find grace to help us when we need it most oh that's beautiful what are we going to receive from our heavenly father we're going to receive Mercy and grace. Oh, man. I'm saying, Lord, here I come. Because I need a lot of mercy and a lot of grace. Now, we have grace over here sitting down. You know what I'm saying? Grace, what a beautiful name. That's a beautiful name. Grace is a beautiful name because that's what I receive when I come to my father. My father's, oh, man, just his goodness, his graciousness upon me. His mercy, I need it. All right? And maybe you need some of that today. You know what my encouragement is to you? Come confidently. Come boldly. Just come. Number three. Okay. When God becomes our father, we receive the blessing. The blessing of his love. Okay. The blessing of his love. Okay. A true father. Okay. Will love you no matter what. No matter what, guys, a true father is going to love you no matter what. He will love you. He's going to be connected to you, all right? Now, it's important that I say this, all right? And we're living in a culture where everything is peace and love, 
all right, and I got to say this, okay, it's not just that lovey-dovey emotional kind of love, all right? I, it's important for me to say, okay, that sometimes the greatest love is to bring correction. And I want you guys to understand that. Come on now. Sometimes the greatest love is to bring correction. Actually, the Bible says it like this, that if you are not corrected, it means that you're not a legitimate son. You see, how many fathers we have here? Fathers, raise your hand. How much correcting has it taken to get your children to where they need to get to? Well, it's constant. It's a constant correcting. But that means what? It means that you love them. It means that you love them. Look at Hebrews 12, verse 5. Hebrews 12, verse 5. Some of you guys are like, man, I've been very loved by my father. You know, I got a lot of correction. You know what I'm saying? That's love. Pastor Larry says that you have to bring the board of education to the seat of higher learning. The board of education to the seat of higher learning. We got to do that sometimes. All right. Hebrews 12, 5 through 10. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? What encouraging words? He said, my child, don't take light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. It seems like we want to give up when we're being corrected. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. And he punishes each one that he accepts as a child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who was never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you, as he does all of his children, it means you are not that, that it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we even submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? Wow. For our earthly fathers disciplined us for just a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us. So that we might share in his holiness. God's discipline is good for us so that we may share in his holiness. Now, a lot of us think of God's holiness as something bad. It's actually something good. When you think of God's holiness, it's everything that is good and pure about God. I want you to think of holiness like that. Everything that is good and pure about who he is, that's his holiness. And he wants you to share in that. So he disciplines you. I remember in my days as youth pastor, having a lot of conversations with young people. And I, I would love those conversations with young people. You know that when you talk to young people, you get honesty. You know, you, you might not get all that respect, but you get honesty. You know? And I remember one time, you know, I was giving a teaching, you know, on discipline and all these kind of things. I don't know why Tiffany and Grace laughed over there. You're just constantly working with the young people. Listen. I remember that I was talking to this kid, and, and this kid was telling me, oh, you know, you know, I could get home at whatever time, and my parents don't care. I could walk in at, you know, 12 o'clock, 1, 2 in the morning, a 14-year-old, okay? 
He was telling me, oh, I don't care. And we were like in a small group. And the other kid was saying, man, if I'm not home by 10 o'clock, you know, all hell is going to break loose. You know, it's going to get crazy. And the other guy was bragging about all the freedoms and stuff that he had. You know that as we started narrowing that down, the guy that said that he had all these freedoms and everything that he could get there at whatever time because his mom really didn't care and his dad wasn't home and all these things. At the end, when we got to the nitty gritty of it, you know what he told the other guy? He goes, you know what? I wish I had parents that cared enough at what time I walked in home. Because my mom doesn't even notice what time I walk in the door. So in reality, his bragging was a crying out. Was a crying out for discipline. Crying out for somebody to hold them accountable. Because that's what fathers do. Fathers hold their children accountable. And the last blessing that we receive from God when he becomes our father. Oh, I love this. The blessing of his voice. The blessing of his voice. Oh man, I just break down when I hear the voice of my father speak to my heart. The greatest gift. The greatest gift that I could have is not material things. It's the voice of my father. And what is the voice of my father? What does he speak to me? What does he speak to you? I want you to hear this, okay? It's the voice of unconditional affirmation. He affirms you. He affirms you in who you are, in your identity. He tells you who you are. He calls you by name. He knows your name. The blessing of his voice. That's what Jesus got when he got baptized, you know. When Jesus got baptized, before he did a miracle, before he walked on water, before he resurrected anybody, before he did anything. Listen, Luke 3, 21 and 22. I spoke about the scripture a couple of weeks ago about prayer. But listen to the scripture. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened. And the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven. The voice, the voice, the voice, the voice. Most of us are searching for that voice. Because you never had a dad to speak into you. And if you have it, you are blessed. But the voice, and the voice said to Jesus... You are my dearly loved son. There's people that would die for that. And you bring me great joy. Oh, you bring me great joy, Jesus. You see, people that go into ministry, I know that I'm speaking to people that are here and I aspire all you guys to go into leadership and be part of the dream team. People that go into ministry because they're looking for affirmation. They're looking to be someone. They're looking to be seen. They want to be, you want to preach, you want to come up here and be seen, man. I'll take a seat. (laughs) No problem. And Jesus, before he did anything, listen. 
the first thing he needed from his father was the voice of affirmation. Because if you don't have the voice of affirmation, you're going to look for affirmation in all the other things. You're going to be looking for affirmation in the ministry, in the title, in the position. Girls, you're going to look for affirmation in a guy. You can't receive that from no one except a father. Except a father. And I want to close with the scripture. Because the father tells the world who you are. Jesus hadn't done anything. And the father said, oh, this is my beloved son. Nobody had heard of Jesus. And the father said, this is my son. The father's the one that presents you to the world. He launches you into the world. It's the Father. He knows you by name. And if he needs to tweak some things and change some things, he will do it. Oh, Peter needed some tweaking. His name was Simon. He said, I'm not long, no longer calling you Simon. Jesus said, I'm going to call you Peter. Because Simon has to do with the old life, but Peter has to do with where you're going. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I'm not calling you Saul anymore. I'm calling you Paul because you're going to help edify my church. Oh, Jacob, you've been a deceiver all your life trying to steal a blessing from your brother and from somebody. You're not a deceiver. You're Israel. You're a prince with me. God will just come and change some things because he knows your name, the voice. Isaiah 43, I close. Verse 1 through 3, the first part of 3. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, pay attention, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. And what does he say? You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. And the flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And I want you to receive that voice from your heavenly father today. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. And I've been trying to hold back tears this whole message. Because I know, like I said at the beginning, some of us in this Father's Day, boy, we need these blessings that come from knowing our Abba, our Daddy God. You need the blessing of his presence. You need the blessing of unconditional access. You need the blessing of knowing that you are loved. Oh, and you need the blessing of hearing the voice of affirmation. Right there where you're at. Can you just take a moment with God right now and tell him, Lord, Will you speak to me this morning? Jesus, you throne of
Jesus, you're the king and you're the center of it all. Jesus, enthroned upon the praises of our hearts. Just cry out to Jesus this morning. Just raise your hands right there where you're at. On this Father's Day, we cry out the name of Jesus because Jesus, you came to reveal the Father to us. The Father sent you, Jesus. said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And today, Jesus, we need to see the Father. So, Daddy God, we come before you with boldness, with confidence. We approach your throne to receive the mercy and the grace that we need. Father, we are in such desperate need of you. A lot of times we might show that everything is well, but we are broken. We're fallen humanity. And we come to you, Lord, to receive that affirmation, that love, to receive that presence that goes with us. And Lord, I pray that over everyone that is under the sound of my voice right now, whether present or watching, your blessing, Abba, Daddy God, over all of us today, on this Father's Day, your blessing, Lord, your blessing, your blessing upon us. Speak your kind words to us. Correct us, Lord, if we need your correction. 
but always bless us with your presence, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing right now. I thank you for your sweet presence right now in our hearts, in our lives. And as we finish the service, Lord God, and we conclude this moment, we don't want to conclude, Father, this encounter with you. We, not, we want to continue walking immersed in your presence, Lord. We're not, we want to continue hearing that voice and walking. Oh, and bringing great joy to your heart. Because you said, Father, that you would come and make your home with us. And we want you to feel at home with us. We don't, we don't want to do things that would make you feel not wanted. We want you to feel at home. Father, we bless you today. We bless you. We love you. Just tell your daddy, God, how much you love him today. Tell him I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for you're the best dad. You're the best dad. And if anybody here watching through that camera has never invited Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. You want to come into that living relationship with God the Father is through Jesus. So right there where you're at, if you want to make this real and personal, and I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about a relationship with God the Father. If that's you this morning, just with your heart, make this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I want to come to my Heavenly Father today. Take me by the hand and forgive my sins. Help me know Him more and more every day. Help me enjoy eternal life that you bought for me on the cross. I make it personal now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Jesus, and allow me to live the life that you have for me from this day forward. In your name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.